dropping the hammer. No, you're not. Uh, I like your 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 background there with your your pictures. Oh yeah, thanks. Yeah, this is like kind of like my office area. So I got like like trophies oh. and helmets and stuff over here. The racing oh, wow. center. But yeah. Okay, well, so which one of those trophies is your favorite? Uh, probably that. Wait, where how do I point this guy right here? The one with the hat on it. Yeah, the red hat. That's my yeah. um, that's my my IndyCar podium at Iowa Trophy. Oh, I didn't know they gave trophies for podiums in IndyCar. No, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, they do um, they do podiums every every weekend. So it's cool because I don't know. Yeah, if you don't win, you can still get something. But yeah, NASCAR, it's just you gotta win. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I I know I know they do podiums in IndyCar. I just didn't know they gave trophies to the other. Yeah podium finishers i i covered indy car for like two years and i had no idea so. yeah a lot of the time it's like a lot of the time it's 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 basically the same trophies but just smaller than the winning one really okay all right cool all right man so it, it's been a few weeks since i saw you in road america um you're in a better mood than you were two, two weeks ago yeah, for sure <laughs> so, so 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 what's so what's going on with you these days um not much just kind of <clears throat> getting ready for more races this year you know my next one is Pocono which is cool for me you know because that's my I guess you, you call it my home track um mm -hmm. you know I only live like 30 minutes from there so like I'll be staying at my house you know the night before the race and, and coming in race day morning and I'll have like a lot of friends and family there and everything so um that'll be cool for me to go do that and then just kind of like piecing together the rest of the schedule and you know, what those races might look like. And, um, so yeah, it's exciting stuff. It's just, you know, it's still like a lot of stuff up in the air. So it's like a lot of work to figure out what we can do and when we can do it. And, um, just trying to get as much sea time as possible. So, so do you know of any races that you're doing after Pocono? Is that the only one you have like set in stone right now? Um, I know for sure. Um, Indianapolis road course as well. Okay. Yeah, Indy road course for sure. And then, um, you know, there's like a lot of stuff that's, kind of moving parts right now um you know i i would love to go back to bristol again um i would love to do a super speedway so whether that's uh daytona or talladega um you know i really want to do that daytona night race so i think that would be a lot of fun so we'll see if i can do that one and then um i think uh charlotte roval is in talks just because i was there last year yeah um and then um, just a couple other ones like Phoenix and Homestead and Vegas, maybe. Okay. So quite, you know, there's a good chunk that are still available for me to do. I just got to kind of piece it all together. So do you not, do you not classify Atlanta as a super speedway now? I mean, they say it was basically, <laughs> but it's still like, I guess a mile and a half. So like, yeah. but they said, you know, like talking to the drivers and stuff, they're like, this is basically a super speedway race like this is what it's going to feel like at you know talladega and stuff like that so um so yeah that being said i i kind of want to do like a a real one a traditional a real, one. 
Yeah, I want to do I want to do a real super speedway, but also want to do like a real mile and a half then too. You know, like because okay. I, I feel like that's like not like a real mile and a half with the repave and stuff now. All right. So so yeah, I mean I'm doing I'm doing a story on Alpha Prime Racing. Um, so I'm I know last year uh, you raced for Jordan Anderson. So I guess my, my my first like real question is like what was it that drew you into the NASCAR hemisphere? of motorsports initially um i mean i've always kind of had that aspiration to go try it um but it was more just kind of do like a road course race sometime down the road and and that would be it um and i went and i raced the indy 500 last year and i got seventh and after that it kind of put me back i feel like on the radar of Mm -hmm. um other teams and series again and I, i my name kind of like became relevant again. Um, and I got in touch with, with somebody in the NASCAR industry who, you know, basically is like a manager and and knew a lot of, uh, the teams and stuff and, and knew of an opportunity at Jordan Anderson racing to go run a road course race. And, um, you know, that's just kind of like all we thought it was going to be was just kind of go do this race at Indy road course and, um, just kind of check that off the list of like things I've wanted to try and do. Um, and we did that and I really enjoyed it. And then kind of like one conversation led to another. And, um, next thing, you know, like we're, we're racing Bristol and, and Charlotte Roval and, and, um, just all these other tracks. And, and, um, you know, I, I ran Martinsville in the truck and, um, I just really enjoyed it. So like, I was like, you know, I, I kind of want to explore this on a more full-time level. Like I want to see if I can get full-time in this and the Xfinity series for for what would be this year. And, um, I never was able to accomplish that, but, um, you know, the opportunity came up with alpha prime, um, you know, to go do a good chunk of races. And, and for me, I feel like it's a good opportunity just in the fact that I don't really know these cars. I don't know a lot of these tracks. So just kind of getting as many laps as possible, learning these places. And, um, you know, so I feel like it's just preparing me for if I can get full-time next year. All right. So what was, the first time in a stock car, like I, I know it was a road course, but just what was it like getting into it and accustomed to that kind of car? Yeah. I mean, it was different for sure. I, I had so many questions um, getting into it. And unfortunately it was like a lot of those questions couldn't be answered until like I actually <laughs> just drove it, you know, and like, just like, you know, when am I going to have to hit the brakes? Because like I knew the indie road course, I just didn't yeah. know like that track in this car. So it was like, when am I going to have to hit the brakes for this corner? Am I going to have to like lift for this corner? What's the change of direction like? And the S is going to be like, and it was just all these questions that you're just like are bugging you for like a week or two leading up to the race. And you know, like you're going to get those answers, like the first two laps of practice, but you're just like itching to get out there for practice. So um, it was interesting for sure. Um, I think obviously the biggest thing was, was how heavy the car was. I was never, you know, I've never driven a car that that was, that heavy. So like, I had to really learn to, um, like calm everything down and and let the car do what it wanted to do and not really force it. And, um, that was tough. And I I, pretty early on in the first practice, I smoked a set of tires just because I was too late on the brakes. And, um, so that kind of put us behind the eight ball right away, but, um, you know, it was all part of the learning experience of it. And, um, you know, it was a lot of fun, but, you know, I, I think for me, it's, it's been, it's been, quite enjoyable to learn the car and i feel like now i'm like 
miles better than I, I was when I first showed up on the scene. And, um, you know, it's been, I can show up now, like, you know, first thing, roll it off the truck, get in the car and feel like I'm comfortable to be able to push the car to the limit of what it's supposed to be pushed to. Whereas like before it's like, you're still searching for those little limits and stuff. And I also found that I felt like it was harder from, believe it or not, it was harder for me to transition to road course racing in this car than it was for ovals. Really? Yes. Like I, I found it, um, when I went to Indy road course, I struggled a lot more getting up to speed than I did at Bristol for sure. Is it just because of you have all the Indy car experience still stuck in your head and you're just trying to like overwrite that to some degree. Yeah, I think so. I, I you know, I think I was like trying to force it to do things that didn't want to do and just things I was used to. But also I feel like when I was on at Bristol, like the car just felt better, like, on an oval like it just was like all right this is more what this thing was like designed to do yeah and it did things more proper on the ovals whereas like on the road course it just like didn't do anything you wanted it to do right you know so it was just like figuring that out and i yeah like i i legit found bristol easier for me to trend i'm not saying easy but i mean like easier for me to transition to than indie road course early on and and um I just feel like that was just more of a, a car being a, like more designed for stuff like that. And that was my first time ever on like a short track or anything like that. So that was a lot going into there and I had no practice, no qual, just race. And I felt like pretty, pretty comfortable nearly right away. But that's what I thought. Like you didn't have any practice last year. So, so yeah. What, yeah what, so what, what do you remember about those first few laps under green at Bristol? Yeah, it was um, quite interesting. Like I, you know, I, I, I was starting, I want, I want to say like 30 something. I had maybe two or three cars behind me and a lot of cars in front of me, obviously. And, um, you know, my worry was, was I've never been here in any car. And most of the people around me have been here and whether it was an Arca car or a truck or an Xfinity car. Um, so they've all kind of driven this place. And, you know, when you move up in ranks and stuff like that in different cars, like not a lot changes with like how you drive a certain, you know, a specific track, just slight stuff. So I knew, um, these guys, you know, had a lot more experience than me. And and my biggest worry was going into turn one, the first time, like, like I've never driven a stock car on an oval. I've never driven at Bristol, like just so many things. And my worry was just like, what if I break too early and I just get like run over or if I don't break enough and you know, I, I run over somebody else. Like, so it was just like those first five laps was survive. And, um, just kind of figure out like where I am. And, um, you know, I, I think I almost fell back to dead last. I got passed by a lot of cars that like should not have passed me, but like it was all part of figuring it out and feeling it out. And then I'd say about like 15 laps in, it just all of a sudden clicked and I started passing cars that I should have been in front of. And, and, um, next thing you know, like, you know, we stayed in front of the leader for the first competition yellow or whatever so we didn't go a lap down and then that put us like in the game for the rest of the race you know not going a lap down I was able to like get some more spots and next thing you know I'm inside the top 20 and we were running there most of the day so I was expecting to go a lap down quite early but we didn't go a lap down till the long green flag run like uh, stage three so um it was pretty cool all right so back to the main topic so you've driven for Jordan Anderson and Tommy Joe Martins. How, um, how have you benefited from having owners who are drivers? 
Yeah, it, it's um, it's pretty cool. Like, like especially this year, um, like having a teammate and also having a bunch of different teammates. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, like the the rotation of drivers is every week in these two cars, and um, so it's like I'm teammates with somebody new every week, and they bring like some sort of different um, experience level, you know, that I can learn from. But um, you know it's cool to talk, be able to talk to Tommy and, and kind of like, you know, he's my team owner, but in the same sense, he's a race car driver. So he gets like things I'm saying and I get what he's saying. We can speak that same driver language. Um, so that's been good. And especially to last year with Jordan, like I didn't have a teammate. Um, it was a one car team mm. and um, you know, he knows the car and, and drives it. So it was cool to, like I said, to be able to like speak that language with him um and i feel like it it just made everything go a bit more smooth what are some of the like specific differences in driver language from open wheel to stock cars that that you found well i mean like like for instance like going to bristol like i remember watching uh i want to say it was like the arca race the one night before ours and um i'm i'm sitting there with with jordan and i'm just like how do you pass at this place? Like it's so small and nobody can get like a run. And, you know, he's just like, he could describe it to me, you know, instead of like somebody that maybe is not a driver and just saying like, Oh yeah, just go up there and just move that guy out of the way. And, and that's how you do it. You know, like he was able to like, kind of like break it down a bit more where it's like, you know, if you get into the corner like this and you can get your nose in there and, um, you know, it's all about like, kind of like getting a good drive off the corner. And then if your nose is there for the next corner, like you can, you know, you're probably going to get that spot. So like, it was just more detail, um, oriented and it makes sense to me. Cause it's like, he knows what I'm feeling and what I'm seeing. Um, so he, he knows, you know, him and Tommy, like they know, like the things that, that really are important for me to hear. All right. So, so how did Alpha Prime happen? Like, wh why, why the move from Jordan over to to Alpha Prime? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I was I was kind of like out of a ride, not really doing much. Um, you know, Jordan signed Myatt and was pretty yeah stuck on doing one car, um, and that's all. I only knew Jordan Anderson and NASCAR. Mm -hmm. You know, so it was like. Oh, well, that's basically it for us. Um, but you know, my manager, um, he somehow got in touch with, with Tommy Joe. Um, and it literally was the fastest deal I think I've ever put together. Like it happened within 24 hours of, um, my manager called me and was like, Hey, there might be an opportunity to go race some of these races with Tommy. What do you think? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like I, you know, I want to race. And Tommy FaceTimed me. He, I think he was on like a vacation somewhere. Um, FaceTimes me. And within 24 hours of like our first FaceTime conversation, like the contract was sent over, like signed both parties and like we were going racing. So like um, it was pretty cool. You know, like Tommy knew me from racing last year and we were on track together at some of those races. And, um, you know, I think he was, he was pretty excited to go to like a two car effort and, kind of see where his stuff stacked up. And, you know, I think that's what he's been doing this year is getting a lot of different drivers in there and just kind of seeing like, you know, where his program's at and it's been a lot of fun and, you know, the improvements it, it's cool. Cause I'm getting to see it from like the beginning of the season to the middle of the season, to the end of the season, kind of dealing like the improvements through that 
whole thing. Like, you know, like when we went to Coda, for example, um, you know, the car was much different from like when we were just at road America and it definitely showed like, I mean, at Coda it was like, I could barely get into the top 15 and, you know, at road America, it's like, we're fighting for a top five, you know? So it's, it's pretty cool to like see the progression. All right. So like the conversation with Tommy Joe, what, what was, did he have a pitch for you? Like what was his hook for, yeah, come, come, come here. No, he just, he, he was just like, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm a small team. Like here's where I feel like we're going to be running. Um, I'm going to have two cars that are going to be identical. And I thought that was really cool um, because a lot of teams you go to, like if they have two, three cars, like they're not the same. And um, you know, one car will be a lot better than the other. And he was very adamant about having two cars that rolled out of the trailer, like the exact same. And um, I thought that was cool. And um, also he just, I, I heard a lot of good things about Tommy, you know, through the paddock and, and everything. And um, just when I first had that first conversation with them, like it just confirmed all those things I've heard. And, um, you know, he, he just seemed like a really genuine guy and just somebody I, I wanted to drive for. So it was, it was pretty much a no brainer for me. And, um, I think also he was pretty excited. Um, you know, he kept saying like, Oh, this is, you know, so cool. Uh, like an IndyCar guy wants to come drive one of my cars, you know, at like, <laughs> especially for like the road course stuff. And, um, you know, so that was cool. And, and, you know, he saw me run last year with Jordan with, you know, running inside the top 10 at the road courses and everything. And I think that like excited him to be able to see, you know, if his stuff was, was able to do that and, and, you know, we, I think we showed at Road America. It, it most certainly is. So, so you'll be going back to Indy and maybe some of the other road courses. How do you feel you're going to be able to stack up on a repeat visit, especially after what you were able to do at Road America, which was just your first visit in that car? Yeah, I mean, Road America is like uh, one of my favorite tracks, but I've been raced there since 2016. So I was like oh, wow. really happy with how the the you know that weekend was going. Um, but you know, it's going to be cool to go back to tracks that I've already raced at like Indy and, um, and Charlotte Roval, um, with having that year of experience already under my belt, um, I'll be looking forward to that. I, I think, um, you know, Coda is just not a track that I really enjoy in, in general. Um, so I don't know, you know, I think we've made a lot of progress from, um, you know, from where we were at Coda, um, you know, as far as the car and the team and everything, but also like, I think like, I just didn't really gel with that place. Um, and you know, just driving a stock car around there. So, um, going to tracks like Indy and Charlotte are definitely tracks that I enjoy driving. So I'm really excited to see like how that'll go, you know, go into those for a second time. You know, I, I never have really gotten the opportunity other than Atlanta, but that race only lasted four laps for me. So, um, (laughs) you know, that was the first time I got to go to a track that I I've been to already in an Xfinity car. So I'm, I'm excited for Indy, you know, because that'll be like my first real time, you know, getting back out there on a track that I I have good experience at. So after being in NASCAR for basically a year and a half now, when it comes to like the culture of NASCAR, like specifically like in the garage, the garage culture or team culture, what, what are some differences that you found or that have surprised you compared to what you've experienced in the IndyCar garage over the years? Yeah, I, I you know, I think um, for me, it's just, I don't really know many people, you know, so it's been um, tr- 
trying to trying to like make new friends and and all that whereas like all my friends in racing are basically IndyCar friends so it's like when I'm in the IndyCar garage for the Indy 500 or something like that like you know I'll, I'll leave the track and I'll go to dinner with some of these guys and and you know we're always texting and and talking and stuff and which is cool and it's uh very similar in the NASCAR paddock as well um I just don't know them on that level yet um and you know I, I think at first it was kind of like I'm like this guy coming over from open wheel to stock car and I was kind of looked at as like an outsider so mm-hmm. I don't think people were very um you know wanting to be my friend at the time so yeah. uh, but now I feel like people are starting to see that I'm not just looking at this as like uh I'm doing this for a couple weekends and and I'm here to just try and stir stuff up on road courses like I'm actually trying to make this a full-time gig so I feel yeah. like I'm starting to get accepted into that group of drivers um a bit more and I'm starting to meet some more guys and um so yeah it's pretty similar I'd say like in in the sense of you know the socialization aspect and all that um as far as like working um you know every, everything is it's it's all business still you know um and you know, you're, you're doing the best you can. I think, um, these cars though, they don't have like all the data and the sensors and all that stuff that like an Indy car has. So it's like, you know, you get out of an Indy car and it's like, you go debrief with your engineer for an hour or something. And you guys are just staring at computer screens and all this and everything. Whereas like NASCAR, you get out of the car and it's just like, what it do, you know, how did, how did it feel? And <laughs> you, you tell them how it feels and they might be able to make a couple changes and, and that's about it. Cause you can't really look at any data or anything. So, um, that's been tough for me just trying to learn without data. Cause data is such a huge thing. And it, you know, as a driver, it speaks to your, like I said, I keep talking about like this driver language and everything, but like, that's like our homework when IndyCar is like being able to look at data and, and understand that, especially with teammates and stuff. And when you don't have that, it's, 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 um, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to, to see where you're struggling or where you're good and, and what's working, you know? So like, there is definitely a lot of differences. Well, at some point they're, they're going to have to break you of saying paddock instead of yeah. garage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, there was a lot of things they had to break me of like the first time I ever drove at uh Indy road course, I was at practice and I, I came in, they, they told me to pit and, um, you know, coming down pit lane and I was looking for my crew. I'm like, where are you guys? And they're like, uh, we're at the garage. And I was like, Oh, uh, okay. And they're like, I'm like, do you want me to like go to the pit box or something? They're like, no, you've got to come back to the garage. And I was like, Oh, I'm like, are we in trouble? And they're like, no, dude, like this is an indie car. We do everything from the garage. I'm like, okay. So I had to drive back to the garage, but I had no idea like why or what was going on. So like, it's just little things like that, that I'm learning. And, and, um, you know, when you're the first couple of weekends, when you're learning those things, like you feel so foreign to it, you know, and, and now that I'm, I know a lot of the in, ins and outs more, um, it makes like getting to the track a lot more stress-free. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like my last count, uh, Alpha Prime has like 11 drivers technically <laughs> un- under its umbrella. So who, who, which teammate of yours have you spent the most time with, I guess, th- this year? And who's, who's been most beneficial for you? Honestly, I'd say Tommy. Um, 
know, we, he was my teammate at Atlanta one and, um, you know, we, we worked pretty well. And then I'd also say Balicki. Um, Balicki has a lot of experience and, um, he was a really fun teammate to have. And, and he was a pretty open book about things. Um, so I'd say Tommy and, and Josh were, were, were definitely pretty, pretty cool teammates to have. Um, you know, I'd driven, I think two races now with Josh, um, as my teammate. So that, so I spent probably the most time with Josh. So, so Josh, like, okay, what's the most, what's something that you learned from him that's helped you? Uh, the things he was teaching me was like, you know, mostly about just like how to make this car go fast and like what he found with it, you know, cause he has so much experience and, um, he was able to kind of like open up to me about, things that maybe I didn't think about. And, and, um, you know, I, I felt like he, he's a pretty successful road course racer in these cars. So to hear him, you know, put things into terms and, and especially around road America, like that's like, he, you know, his words were like probably his best track, you know, his most experienced track being from Wisconsin. So, um, to be able to like hear some things that, um, little tips and tricks, uh, from him about there was, was really cool. And I feel like that was why I was able to, kind of get up to speed there quite quickly, like qualified really well there. And I feel like a lot of that was just because Josh was able to like break it down on a more detailed level for me. So like you, you told the story about the pit stops in the garage. So even at this point, is there still stuff about NASCAR or NASCAR culture that you find like baffling or still hard to understand? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, get the, the garage thing. I just like, I didn't understand. Like, I just thought you would like do everything from the pit lane since you're already out there. Like, why go all the way back to the garage and then have to come all the way back out? I didn't, I didn't understand that, but I get, I, I guess I get it now. Like, whatever, but um, it's fine. Um, another thing was just like, I would have uh, like people come up to me like every race weekend with like a, a part of my car, you know, from like a race ago, you know, and it's just like, oh, that's my, door from bristol like where did you get that and they're like oh there's a website that sells all these parts that like i'm like oh like that's interesting like because in any car it's like that never happens you know it's like you, you never have somebody come up to you with like a front wing and it's like hey sign your front wing you broke here like it's like that never happens so like it's pretty interesting that like you you, you know people can buy like race car parts which i actually find is really cool like jordan anderson gave me my first um bristol door okay um that was all beat up and everything so that was like really cool so i have that but um yeah i, I found that interesting but other than that it's been you know it's pretty normal stuff and it's pretty similar stuff from series to series and um, nothing too crazy all right so um i, I know i'm a we're a week out from Pocono, um, and I read the athletic story that they did about you and the importance of what that race represents for you, um, because I was covering Indy IndyCar back when you last raced there, when, when, when the incident happened. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, just a, a week out from that race, how are you feeling about it? Yeah. No, it's, it's pretty cool. Like, that is finally happening like I've been like you know wanting to go back and race there for a long long time um you know I think I wanted to go back for a while but it wasn't like I was able really ready to do it but um to actually be able to be ready to go do it I think is is a pretty cool feeling um 
so I'm excited for it. Like I said, like it's a home race for me. So I have a lot of friends, a lot of family, like a lot of support there, um, which is nice, you know, like, especially going to a place that I don't have the best memories at to have mm-hmm. like that support group around me. Um, I feel like will make the process a bit better for me. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to try and go up there this week at some point um, just to go walk around it and just mm-hmm. kind of see it. And um, like, I don't want my first time to, you know, like, I don't want my first time getting to the track and like the emotions of like the first time coming back since Robbie's accident. Um, yeah. You know, being, you know, me getting in the car for practice or qualifying, like I want to like, kind of like already address that head on before mm-hmm. I get there. So um, I'll try and do that this week. And and then, um, and then, yeah, get, get there for the race. And, you know, for me, I think just, it's just, have a kind of like a drama free day. And Mm -hmm. I don't care if I finish 10th, 20th, 30th or last, I think if we can just like do the entire race and have no drama, like, I feel like that's going to mean like the most to me. Uh, What you just said, it really reminds me back, um, you know, in 2001, Dale Jr. um, When they went back to Daytona for the first time after Dale senior died, that's kind of what he did. He and a group of friends just got in his, got an SUV and just drove over to turn four, like at some point in the week before the race and just kind of like hung out in the turn and kind of like, just like made some peace with that spot. Yeah. I think that's what I'm gonna try and do. I'm gonna try and take my bike up there and just kind of like bicycle around the track a few times and, you know, just kind of see it at like not speed, but like a little Mm -hmm. bit of, you know, just driving, riding through it. Um, you know, I just want to like, like there is like healing to that, you know, of like being able to see it before you like get out there on the track. And like I said, the I don't want to see turn one for the first time, you know, yeah, approaching it at 190 miles an hour or whatever it is, you know, like I want to see it at a slow walking speed and come to terms with it and, and be like, all right, I'm ready to, I'm ready to drive through you again, you know, like, and, and get after it. And, um, you know, just kind of like, almost have that conversation with it before before we go do do our job with it so in in the the few weeks since road america uh, i know you said you're starting to make friends in the sport and all that um since since the incident with noah and how everything transpired and everything that was said afterwards what kind of feedback have you gotten from people in the nascar world about how you handled it or just the situation in general yeah, I mean, like, I think generally, like, a lot of people respected my interview on it. Like, I, you know, a lot of drivers came up to me and said they would have handled that situation a lot differently than I did. But, um, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, I would have or, or whatever. But, you know, I had time to cool down and think about it and, and just kind of said what I said. And, and that was it. You know, I mean, I was obviously pissed off about the situation, but, you know, I'm trying to also make something out of this and, and mm-hmm. get to the top in NASCAR. And it's like, I think like the worst thing I could have done was probably go start a very negative thing, like getting in a fight or something. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm just trying my best to, to not cause drama and make friends and, and make this a good experience for everybody. And, you know, being a part-time guy, like the last thing I want to do is like cost people points or championships or, or whatever. Yeah. Like I don't want to be in the way of anything like that. So, um, you know, that I was, I, you know, I don't want to be in that drama, but at the same point, like, uh, there was nothing I could have done about that drama that day. I, I feel like 
I wasn't in the wrong there. So, um, but it was nice to talk to Noah. Um, you know, we spoke at Atlanta. Oh, you, you, oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We spoke. NASCAR brought us in uh, the morning of the race, uh, Atlanta race, and we spoke and it went well, you know? So, um, you know, we, we, we talked it out for probably a good 45 minutes and, um, you know, he apologized for what he did. I apologize for things I did on track to him. And we kind of just were like, listen, like, I think at the end of the day, it was a respect thing where he was, I was racing him hard. He was racing me hard. Um, and the reason we're doing that is because like, we both really want to beat each other, you know, cause we respect each other's racing drivers. And, um, I think, saying that to each other and everything. I think we like gained a lot of respect for each other and we were able to like shake hands and kind of bury the hatchet and move on. And then, you know, like driver introductions came along for Atlanta and he started like, just like talking to me at driver introductions and started introducing me to like other drivers and stuff, like as if we were like best friends. So, um, really? I don't know. Yeah. So it was, um, it was pretty cool to like see the transition of it all. And, um, you know, I respect him as a driver. I, I really do. Like, I mean, he, I think he's one of the most talented guys in the series. Um, he's earned what he's done in the series. Um, and you know, he'll be in cup for sure. Like, you know, I mean, he's just one of those guys that's got what it takes. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's cool to be able to race a guy like that, especially like, I think that's why Tommy was so pumped up. Like he was so excited that we were like racing a, a junior motorsports car, you know, like, um, and then the way it ended was just like, you know, that just sucked. But at the end of the day, um, I think people noticed that we were there and I think Noah noticed we were there and he didn't really like that we were there. So, um, but I think at the end of the day, like everything is, is pretty good now with me and Noah and, okay. um, we've moved on and I don't think there's a, uh, any like bad blood there. So I, I, I don't think like, you're going to like see us like the next time we're on track, like we're going to be like purposely like running into each other yeah. anymore. Like I think like those days, you know, are past us. Okay. Well, I, I was thinking about it like in the week or so after it and the way your reaction to the incident. And I thought, okay, Sage Karen, this, this is a race car driver who, you know, six years ago was in an accident that resulted in a tragedy. Um, did did that, that being a part of your background does that kind of impact your reaction yeah. to being intentionally wrecked like i've been a part of an accident yeah yeah that's I, I, i've ex, i explained that to him i explained that to him I, I i said listen dude i there's no one more no one here more than me than knows like freak accidents in racing like and you know the reason why I'm so pissed about what happened was because I've been a part of freak accidents and, and all that. And, um, you know, to cause an accident on purpose that could result in something like that is just like baffling to me. Like, that's what I, I, I said to him. And I was just like, like, dude, like I, you know, and sure. I don't think he looked at it like that, you know? And then until I said it and he was like, you know, you're right. And, and that's where I think like he, he, like it, it kind of like lit up in his head and it was just like, yeah, that was, that was not cool on my part. And, and, and well, trust me, like, did you have to tell him that you were part of that accident or was he aware of that? The thing you were at Pocono with Justin Wilson. 
Um, I'm sure he was aware of it. I, I, okay. I didn't like go into details about it, but okay. I'm sure, I'm sure he knew about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, like that, that was just why I was so frustrated about it. And then like literally the next day you watch the formula one race and it was like, there's another in- incident of a complete accident on a straight line. Somebody didn't see somebody and goes flying up over them and nearly goes into the bleachers and like could have ended very, very badly. And that's on accident. So it was like the whole, like purposely doing it thing was was wrong in my book and it's like i told him i said no like you know i am all for hard racing like if you want to door me in even the next corner like it's a, the slowest corner on track it's a hairpin like if you wanted to door me there and push me off like i'm totally fine with that that that's like how this racing has been you know over here of what i've seen is, is a lot of aggression and and that's totally fine by me and but like anytime we're starting to like do stuff that's taking a risk that we don't need to take of, of because it's just like a, a decision on emotion, I said, that's just not cool. And like, that's just not going to fly with me. But, you know, if you want to race me hard and you want to rub wheels and doors or whatever, and like, I'm all for that, but uh, you know, I'm not going to be okay with just getting turned into on a straight line. So he understood that it was all good. All right. So, so how, how many friends and family will you have with you next weekend at the track? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I'm putting the list together today, actually. Um, you know, basically, like, nearly all my family and my wife's family is coming and um, friends. I'm still figuring out that list and, um, you know, people that have helped me along the way. Um, you know, especially people that helped me in the whole situation from my accident to get to this point. So there, there's a lot of people for sure. I, I'd say, you know, one to 200 people will, will be there just from, you know, my personal journey with them and, and, and helping me with it. And, you know, whether they're friends, family or colleagues of some sort. So, um, yeah, it'll, it'll be pretty cool. It'll be pretty fun. All right, man. Well, I, I hope you get to enjoy the weekend. I really do. Um, so I know, cause I know it's, it's important for you. So, yeah um so sage thank you for taking the time to talk to me i really appreciate it i really really enjoyed the conversation um i might see i might see i think i'm going to be in indianapolis i think i'm covering that so i might i might see you there i uh your your first indy 500 in 2014 was basically like my second race that i ever covered uh that whole month of may was the first time i ever actually got to cover any kind of race weekend and i actually did an interview with you oh, that's uh, cool. I, I believe i either i did that story for the indianapolis monthly or um my grad school program i can't remember which one but yeah you you were one of my, one of my like first uh professional journalism experiences that's cool so we kind of like kind of met at a same kind of point yeah in- and then uh, kind of went different ways and now we're kind of coming back yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> there we go yeah i remember you I, I interviewed you in the garage it had just finished like it just rained and you're wearing a blue like a a blue sweater for your uh your high school oh my high school yeah that's probably uh right after qualifying or something so you were in a good mood at the time so. yeah yeah no i remember that because i put that sweatshirt on after qualifying and i took a photo by the scoring pylon showing that I, I qualified for my 
first 500 because I was in high school still. So I had my high school sweatshirt on. So yeah, that's pretty cool. I believe you told me a story that like right after that, like you had, I think maybe jumped up on the pit wall in a yellow shirt. Yeah, 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 a yellow shirt yelled at me. It was like, hey, kid, get off the wall. And I was like, I just qualified for my first 500. I'm taking a photo. And he like was like, yeah, okay. And I'm like, no, I'm serious. Like that's <laughs> my car number right there. Like, but you know, I was a high school kid, so nobody would like believe that this little little dude was was racing in the 500. Yeah, you yeah, you went straight from that to me in the garage, and I interviewed you. So yeah, you, that you was funny. That. So <laughs> that's cool. All right, Sage. Again, so thank you. Um, and, and just good good luck in Pocono, and I hopefully maybe I'll meet up with you in Indianapolis. So all right, man, sounds good. Take it easy. You too. Thank you.